What's going on, everybody? I still have not recovered um, from my car accident. So I'm still at home recovering um, on the couch. Not having a good time, but I'm trying. So please send me some love, send me some positivity. Um, I definitely need it so I can kind of get this back healed up faster than uh, the six to eight months that they're talking. That's ridiculous. So, back to the podcasts. I had Darren Prince on. Darren's amazing dude. He made it to the top of the entertainment world as far as representation goes. Um, and at that time, he was at the height of his addiction. So, I needed to see how he handled everything. Um, he has an amazing book out, so you got to check that out. Check him out online. Uh, send him some love. I'm going to shut up. So we can get back to the podcasts and uh, you can be introduced to the great, the amazing, the one and only Darren Prince. It's the the countdown thing works a lot better than with Zoom because with Zoom you have no idea what you're uh, when you're starting. So now I know we're starting. Um, That's a good so, point. Yeah. So yep. for uh, for my listeners out there, today we have a uh, special guest, uh, Darren Prince. I've actually uh, started following you recently because of uh, where my life's at. Um, but you are the CEO of Prince Marketing. You have a book out, uh, Aiming High. I'm waiting for mine to come in. Yeah, I haven't read it, so don't quiz me on that. Uh, you're a public speaker and entrepreneur, along with a gigantic client list. Uh, the main ones, Magic Johnson, Hulk Hogan, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Rodman, Chevy Chase, and uh, the late Joe Frazier. So my main question to you is uh you are a uh don't take this offensively please but you are a special education child from new jersey that has become one of the most successful agents in addiction how do you go about doing that and uh kind of start your story if you don't mind um you know i don't regret any of it i think it all happened perfectly in hindsight but <laughs> i was um i was uh I guess uh, from the outside, it looked like I was a totally normal kid growing up. Had a great loving mother and father, uh, sister, uh, great family. And uh, I was just verbally teased because uh, I was put in very small classrooms and special ed rooms and uh, verbally made fun of and really never spoke up. Took it with me into my teenage years. And, you know, I, I, you hear nowadays, you could hear a little word that sometimes can train, change the entire trajectory of your life in those developmental years. And that really, uh, you know, it really did a number on my psyche, my self-esteem, my self-worth. Then I was 14, I was in sleepaway camp and had terrible stomach pains one night from anxiety. And a counselor gave me, uh, but the nurse, uh, after the counselor took me to the infirmary, gave me this green liquid that tasted absolutely terrible. And um, my life changed from ever from that green liquid. I, I got back to the bunk. I was the smart one now, the cool one, the popular one, the talkative one, the bubbly one, the one that was comfortable with my own skin. I flirted with girls for the first time in my life. And thinking of it the next day, did all the activities in camp. And uh, that very next night, I'm lying in bed. But now I had no stomach pains, but I'm obsessing on that feeling. And I healed over and I learned how to lie and con. And the mm -hmm. counselors took the bait and so did the nurse. And I did this every night for three weeks until my mom and dad came up for visitation day and found that I was taking liquid Demerol. And um, that was the end of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. That's a, uh, I remember I didn't start off on, on drugs or have like an introduction that way. I started off in like a Zima or something like that. And it seems like that first one kind of sticks with you forever. And that's the one you, uh, you start chasing. Did you, I was just about to say, I chased yep. a man for 20, 24 years to the top of the sports and entertainment world and, you know, multiple overdoses and, well, I'm thinking, um, this guy's got the dream life. Every guy wanted to hang out with me, be me, be a part of my inner circle. Um, you know, and then the celebrities from Muhammad Ali, smoking Joe Frazier, looking evil, Magic Johnson, Rodman in his heyday. I mean, all these guys, Pamela Anderson, when she was, you know, most recognized human, uh, female on earth. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but here I am still hiding a secret that, uh, you know, not only was I suffering from imposter syndrome and the opiates gave me superpowers, but I was completely unhealed and a broken soul deep down, deep to my core. And uh, just wanting to always look back in the other direction and let everybody know, look at me and look at you. I was the dumb one, huh? Look how I did and look at where you're at in life. <laughs> yeah, it's weird those things that you carry with you that use as fuel <laughs> <and> motivation. <clears throat> Like you could have somebody make fun of you in the fourth grade and that can fuel you to a, a successful law degree or, you know, whatever it is. So it, it is kind of crazy what you can pick up. Yeah, and so. then it's interesting, you know, I, I had all different cliques of friends and uh, the ones that were <clears throat> probably more of the popular crowd. Even uh, after I got sober, Facebook became popular and you see everybody starts reaching out for me. <laughs> People that I didn't even think I said hello to back in uh, grade school, grammar school, elementary school, and high school. But um, just to say, wow, what unbelievable how, you know, what you've built. And, um, you know, I think it's just funny. It's the way the world sometimes works. But, you know, as people have really gotten to know the real Darren Prince, that's not what impresses me about myself. What impresses mm-hmm. me about myself is on July 2nd, 2008, when I fight on my knees and called out to God with every fiber in my soul and said, take the chains off me. And if you take me out of hell, you could take the money to the business and notoriety. I'll spend one day at a time the rest of my life taking others out with me. And, um, you know, to have that gift of recovery and, and spirituality and healing and self-love for the first time in my life not because of the biggest stars in the world, but because I found me on this journey. Mm. And I finally have really developed self-esteem for the first time in my life by helping others. Yeah, it's a it's a cool spot that I found myself in and speaking with you because uh, I believe like two weeks ago I had a pretty bad car accident. Um, and I've been sober off of uh, alcohol and drugs for four years, four plus years now. And uh, having an accident, you know, like they instantly brought me Percocet and I was like, no, you know, anything besides that one, I ended up having to take something um, like a, a morphine injection while I was there just because, I mean, my car flipped a few times. It was bad. Um, but actually trying to have vulnerable conversations with people in success are hard to do. It seems like people um, that have reached a level of success are very guarded. Oh, <laughs> cool little dog, man. Um and so my girlfriend's uh, dog, he's making a camera. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no. Bash on such uh, a serious topic. You had to jump in. <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh I luck, man. I lifted. I just went through the same thing. 
same thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't have it in right now, but I've been very vocal about it. I've been deaf since I was 25. I had a cochlear implant put in. They drilled a hole into my ear bone, uh, Mm -hmm. and I was in and out of the hospital. But complications, which is very common. It's not a typical procedure. Infections, pain, oozing, uncomfortability. Yeah, but I learned from my sponsor there's a huge difference between drug use and drug abuse. Yeah. And um, it's a matter of being honest with ourselves. And uh, I won't go near the opiates. Uh, They did give me fentanyl, apparently. When I came through, they said fentanyl is something that they can control a lot easier in the hospital to take you in and out of a procedure. And I felt like frat, man. I was just like, how are these kids even taking this stuff? And thank God that's the reaction I want. And... um, you know, I talk openly about it. The only thing I've taken in recovery from sh- procedures typically would be Tylenol with Cody. I don't have a reaction with codeine like I do mm-hmm. with opiates. And uh, but then you're but then you're compromising your stomach's a mess for a week. And um, I wasn't like the way I was feeling on that. And the doctor goes, "Hey, why don't you go to a THC store and maybe get some low grade THC?" So my assistants, you know, were very aware of my recovery journey. It's like, yeah, weed was never an issue to me if I could take something to deal with the healing, deal with the inflammation, go get me a vape with a very small dose and it worked for a couple of days. And ironically, I think maybe three, four days in, man, there was a little bit of pain. Probably could have gone for the Tylenol and Advil. Here I am coming up on 14 years sober and um, I'm thinking about getting the vape. Mm-hmm. And I call my sponsor because of course you are because that's yeah. what we do. Because you hear yep. cunning, baffling, and powerful, and you have woken the sleeping giant, and the horse is out of the barn. But this is where your foundation comes into place, and honesty within yourself. Of course, you could say you got a free pass. The doctor said it's okay. I'm uncomfortable. I'm in pain. But we uh, we found another way, and, mm-hmm. and I got through it. And I love the fact that my thought process was still, yeah, I'd like. You know what? I can go another couple of days with this. No one's yeah. gonna know, but I'm gonna know. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, oh. that's a beautiful experience to have in recovery to know that we can get through even physical ailments, procedures, surgeries, scuff or car accidents, and know that. Look, don't put a timer on it. The bottom line is only you know within yourself if you're uncomfortable. And yeah. always remember, like I said, there's a huge difference between drug use and drug abuse. And, mm-hmm. and when you have that breakthrough again and know that, okay, the time's done, I can do this. And my foundation and my spiritual brothers and sisters were able to get me through it. Man, that just, it just took my recovery to a whole other level. I didn't even think it can get to. And, you know, Brandon yeah. Novak, my spiritual brother from Jackass, Tim Ryan, they're all my boys. I'm talking to them. And, just such a beautiful experience to get through something like that. But at the same time, knowing that my disease is alive and well, that here I am yeah. hundreds of speeches around the world, international best-selling book on my memoir, uh, consulting with Banyan, uh, getting people to treatment, starting my own foundation. And that little beep, that little opening got this brain going again, because I believe in recovery as it says in the big book and the steps that self-confidence is a liability I've got today. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to bed sober tonight. And I think those that feel they got this, those are not 
the family, the spiritual family I want to associate with in recovery. Because nobody yeah. has this. But you're counting days for up 30 years. We all have the moment of right now, and that's what's so great about it, that, you know, um, no one's better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. I've just been doing it longer than a lot of people at 14 years. Right. Yeah, I, uh, there was something that you said that I just forgot about. Um, oh, yeah, so you said something about, like, you, uh, you know, when you took that first green liquid, you got that, that confidence and everything, you know, that you didn't have, um, to insert myself a little bit. I did take the vape, um, about a year ago. Um, I had a cancer, um, kind of medical mishap happen. And, uh, I took that free pass, you know, to, to use the, the weed vape and it helped, uh, it significantly helped. The issue with it is, is, now I have that built-in pass, you know, and there's really no uh, expiration date on it. And so I'm kind of holding myself accountable as to stop stopping the use of it. And I'm finding it more difficult. Um, it's not really like getting the gears going to like, you know, really go out, start running. But uh, it's definitely something that I wouldn't suggest most people do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Hey, in, left in man, work, work, work features of instant gratification. So whether it's food, mm -hmm. shopping, gambling, sex, whatever the heck it might be, um, yeah. we're feel-good junkies. A and yeah. um, there were days that I probably didn't need the vape uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the third and fourth day. But I'm also like, you know what? I have to work. I got to function. I got to be yeah. honest with me. Um I mean, my ears oozing. There's, you know, it, it, it was legit. But that free pass on that fifth day is when I almost felt like I had another white light moment. And I, I just, my building here right across my hall, you know, maybe this is the unit God wanted for me because I took the vape on that fifth morning and I threw it right down the trash chute. Even knowing I can go 10 minutes down the street and yeah. buy another one. But I also know where that's going to get me. One day is going to lean yeah. to another day. I'll have sciatica one day. Let me keep it around the house just in case. There's no reason to go blow another $30. Let me have somebody in the office hide it here. I can bullshit myself yeah. better than anybody. And um, that free pass for me um, doesn't work because I don't care how accountable I'm going to hold myself. My, my disease and my allergy of addiction is going to win every single freaking yeah. time. It might not be today. It might not be next week. But I want to be the advocate that's a closet vaping freaking THC addict that's sitting there trying to help people. Mm -mm. I'm all about talking the talk and walking the walk. And it's also I'm so open about this because there's you know, some old timers back in New Jersey that would be like, oh, you did it too much. You got to start counting days. <laughs> you know, I never listened to that because I know, yeah. you know, the, the, the reality is I did the next right thing. Um, could it have ended a day or two? Like, yeah, of course. But again, as uh, Steve, my, my longtime sponsor, got 36 years. So he's got to remember the big difference between drug abuse and drug use. Yeah. Yep. So one thing that I've noticed with uh, specifically to stay on the subject of like the uh, the vaping, the THC, um, I've noticed that it takes away confidence um, for me anyway. 
Um, and confidence is something that I've struggled with since I've had my medical uh, like mishap. And I place a lot of my value in the amount of muscle that I have and what I can offer, you know, physically. Um, I'm still working on creating value within myself. So that's kind of something that, uh, that I'm working on. But in your profession, um, from my perspective, it you have to be confident or at least exude confidence. Uh-huh. Now, you were using heavily using, I mean, your story is all over. It's amazing. And it's helped me kind of formulate some of these questions because you were using during the time to where you could go to a doctor at 101 Main Street, they'll give you a prescription that's connected to the pharmacy. And then the next day you can go to 102 Main Street and they'll give you another prescription. Especially when you're walking in with Smoke and Joe Frazier or putting them on the phone with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. So you have unlimited access to everything and you have this amazing life with this huge client list. You got to be riding high. What's that fall like, and how do you build yourself back up? I mean, the, 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 the fall, obviously, I was ready. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I had to get to desperation when I called out to God for help, and I had that white light moment. Um, you know, I believe, uh, you know, I regained the power of choice at that point, and um, that power of choice eventually led me to... Uh, hope and recovery and giving back to other people. And um, I then slowly, once I became touch with, in touch with who I am, I worked through the steps and cleared out all that so-called trauma and resentment um, and became spiritual and created a life of service. And seeing that every one of my celebrities not only stood by my side, the respect and the love went to a whole nother level. Because every mm-hmm. single one of them knows somebody that's suffering if they didn't themselves. Um, and then realizing, God bless my father, one of the best things he ever, he ever taught me, aside from being a business mentor and a best friend, was relationship building. And the relationship building is what makes me know I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've dealt with conversations with stars that, you know, some of my clients and personal talks that I literally am like a therapist. And my spirituality has them now sometimes lean on me for advice and that so you feel like and, and, oh, so and you I feel like that you're comfortable in my own yeah. skin and what a feeling of like i know now that i can walk into a room the biggest agents producers sports owners athletes and i know there's a god-given glow around me because i'm so confident and comfortable talking about the uncomfortable that it's right. given me a level of confidence that I can never ever get as an agent. I, I've walked into some of the biggest production studios here, whatever it may be, without dropping names. Right. And yeah, I yeah. will always find that opening to talk about my journey. And it can't put a price on it. I mean, Jeannie Boss, the Lakers owner, is a dear friend of mine. We spoke two Saturdays ago. That's how my Saturday morning started. Jay Shetty called me after that, a very good friend of mine. Like, I am filled with God-given wisdom from living it, just like you have. A lot of those people haven't. They've seen it. They don't understand it. They're empathetic. They're compassionate. But hearing it from me 
looking at the parallel of my professional success, and most importantly, what those God-given words do when they come out of my mouth, because we're going to save a life or two on this podcast. Forget the business stuff, but multi-million dollar deals, whatever. They're the great ones. My celebrities and athletes are the ones that have accomplished extraordinary things. I personally believe you don't need to be anybody special to have that gift. It's the gift that comes is the lives that we're able to touch and save. And every one of my clients have seen that. And to me, that's that's an internal love, a feeling of unstoppable, unshakable faith and a confidence that could just never put a price on. But I got to work in it every day. I got to be of service every day. And... My girlfriend, Nicolette, and I are going on Monday uh, to Europe for 12 days. It's my sister's wedding on Sunday, uh, my sister Stacy. And, you know, I'm finally putting myself, it's usually in the summertime, I'm being selfish and going away for 12 days because I'm feeling burnt out. And I believe that in order to be selfless, once in a while, you got to be selfish and put yourself first so you can give that energy out to the world. That could be better for my team of... 10 people, my seven agents and three assistants. I've got office in New Jersey and out here. Everything I need to do to be the best version of me, I got to put myself first because that confidence will go out the window. My emotional recovery will go out the window. My sobriety will go out the window. Physical ailments will start. I've seen it. I've been there. I've done that. I haven't done this whole thing perfectly in 14 years. The one thing I haven't done is, uh, you know, picked up a drink or a drug, you know, unprescribed. Um, and, right, right. And Bash is making another cameo. <laughs> it's a cool dog, man. Yeah. It's a, it's real life, you know. It's it's very unscripted. It's yeah, but it's I mean, you'll I get like. there too. Like, here's the thing: if you're a big presence, and everything is about your physical appearance, you have a bigger draw than I do walking into a room because, like, oh, look at that big guy. You know, look at that. Use that to your advantage. You know, you. You can have people just gravitate towards you. And now that you're on this beautiful journey of recovery and yeah, you've had mishaps and you've had issues just like any of us and you have struggles here and there Mm -hmm. recently. Doesn't mean you're not sober. You're doing everything you need to do. You're, you're, you're calling yourself out on your own bullshit. And that's a beautiful thing. I mean, look, I could get a horrible case of sciatica in a month again. Um, You know, and when I get it, you know, I'm still in the gym five days a week. It is brutal. And yeah, I oh, yeah. I said to my sponsor, it's a lightning bolt down my left leg, my right leg, could barely move. Um, you know, I said to my sponsor, I said, like you said, that free pass stuff, my thought process is at least I know there's a solution instead of Advil and Tylenol if I got to go to an event with a client. If, but, but right. man, the one thing is, and he taught me this too, the physical pain will go away. Our drug addiction and substance abuse disorder will never leave us. It's always there. Yeah, I've realized I can handle a lot more physical pain than I thought I could. But what I didn't expect is uh, all the opiates. I were, I wasn't using my uh, my drug of choice was Percocet. That's the same and, same and here, Percs and Vicodins. And uh, yeah. yep, and so I. I lost my train of thought. Long day. You said anyway. You suddenly um, you realized your your drug of choice is Percocets. Um, the other stuff. Maybe you were trying to make a point about the vaping. Yeah, I don't know. I lost it. It happens all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. 
that's one thing that I was trying to think about is like trying to figure out how to formulate this. So you, you have to have confidence. Like it just comes with what you do, who you are. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that has like a false bravado with it ever? And do you ever get a, I wrote it down because I was really curious about this and asking you uh, imposter syndrome. No, I, I, that's I don't something have that it I feel anymore. Like... All I look at it is that so-called BS super agent life that people want to call it because I know I'm nobody special. And they can call me or refer to me, whatever you want. When at the end of the day, if uh, Darren Prince was representing Rob Childs or vice versa, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be calling you the one of us super agent or A-list celebrity. You know, I haven't lost sight of the fact mm. that it's because of them. I just happen to be, you know, a key ingredient to having access to them to negotiate, you know, all sorts of various business opportunities. But I look at it now, it's like an alter ego. And my girlfriend's seen it, other people seen it, and how I can turn it on and off so quickly. And uh, I mean, right after this, I got to call Hulk Hogan on business. Charlie Sheen and I were communicating an hour ago. We have a big event. So my office is ranging, uh, you know, a jet for him uh, up in Salt Lake. And, um, you know, I got to connect with Ric Flair later today on something. But this is life. I mean, this is what I do. Um, you know, yeah. they, they uh, I don't want to say they depend on me. Most are obviously set financially, um, but they rely on me, you know, and, and they come mm. to me also as a voice of reason. 99% of my conversations probably now with my celebrities are about life. You know, Denise Richards and I caught up a couple of weeks ago and 45 minutes, probably 40 minutes was how life is and how much her and her husband, Aaron, uh, you know, miss me and I haven't seen them forever. And obviously her and Charlie are still close. And, um, you know, Jerry West came by here on July 4th. We stood in the driveway of my high rise here for 30 minutes outside in the driveway and just talking, talking about NBA, talking about life, talking about his depression that he's been very open about and you know, how he's so happy that I'm going away. Um, you know, I was with James Worthy Saturday afternoon and um, he didn't realize it was my 14th sober birthday. He knew I was sober. He literally got up in the middle of being around all these people to give me a big bear hug and tell me, uh, you know, how proud he was. You know, none of, I didn't That's mention all. one thing to you right there about business, you know? So yeah. I, I think... Uh, when I have to get into business mode and I'm in an environment, yeah, then it's like an alias or it's like an alter ego. I have to be on my A-game. I'm even more confident now because now I have this cochlear implant in my left ear that I can actually hear um, everything in a room. But um, I don't think it's imposter syndrome at all now. Like I said, I just think it's that alter ego, no matter, no matter how I'm feeling. I've lived it with Magic. I've seen it with Hulk. I've seen it with Rodman, all these guys. Like, the minute they leave their house, they have to be on. If they're dealing with mm -hmm. regular everyday life problems, they can't show it. Not in today's world, but social media. You know, they have to be super careful. I thank God I'm not that person. I never wanted the, uh, I never wanted the recognition. I never wanted the fame. I just wanted to build something successful I could provide for my family friends, coworkers, everybody, and, and, and thank God we've done that. Yeah. No, it's cool for me to hear that because I'm uh, kind of going through, like, starting a second career similar to the path that you're on. Um, going, I'm hopefully getting doing a law school for you. coming up next fall um, and kind of, like, restarting my life in my 30s. And uh, 
I've had this fear that my experiences were going to prevent me from, or my experiences in life in the past were going to prevent me from kind of moving forward. So right now I live in Ann Arbor. Um, Ann Arbor is a very uh, liberal city, to say the least. You will offend anybody by doing literally anything. Why don't you, um, I, sorry for so, joking, why don't you change the mindset and say it'll propel you to move forward? Yeah, that's actually what I was going to get to is uh, it's I've, I haven't heard that. You know, like you almost use it as an advantage. 100%. Um, you know, there, there are yeah. no such things as losses. There's lessons. That's what it is. You know, I wouldn't change a single thing about my past. I mean, yeah, I would have loved to have been more kind of outgoing and open about my struggles as a teenager. Um, you know, especially now that we have these reunions every 10 years and it's, it's great. You know, I come there and, um, you know, every time I like connect with everybody, uh, now it's the first high school reunion was all about the agency life. And then I think we just did our, did we do our 30th? Yeah, we did the 30th and the 30th was actually right around the time my book came out. And you would have thought I was, you know, Michael Jordan walking in with all these moms and dads I went to school with that have their own kids struggling with mental health and substance abuse. And if that wasn't yeah. the most beautiful, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, retribution, just having this ability like, hey, if I did things differently, this wouldn't be able to happen right now. I'm actually going to change these people's mindsets possibly help their children. And that's beautiful. Why mm -hmm. would I regret or resent my past? I mean, I walked in and it was like people wanted book signs. And, but, you know, that, that wasn't, you know, why I was there. I was there to just connect with old friends and classmates and shoot the, 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 the BS. And um, it became literally all about my book that was out and how open and honest. And um, so you can't, can never regret the past. I mean, if you go to meetings, they always say, or wish to shut the door on it. There's a reason for that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I know you're extremely busy. Um, so we'll get you out of here pretty quick. Uh, I just wanted to bring up your book, um, kind of going through the process and making it is, did you write it or was it a ghost writer with your story or? So I did a lot of talking kinda... and recording and a lot of lunches. Kristen McGinnis, my brilliant writer, co-wrote it. Uh, Anna David, my publisher. It's amazing. It was their vision. Um, they came up with the name after we spent months and months on it. And, um, Never, I think, in a million years. Here we are three years later, and it's bigger than ever. I have another book coming out in a couple months that's a mix between business life lessons and also, uh, you know, my journey since uh, Aiming High uh, came out. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, never in a million years did I think within a couple of weeks this was going to become an international bestseller in four countries. But I don't say that to impress. I say to impress upon that that's my God-given journey right now because the amount of humans that's helped around the world is just unbelievable. And um, mm -hmm. I never expected it. I, I truly didn't. And uh, it's the greatest thing I've done in my life, uh, getting sober, writing my memoir. Uh, I know my father and my uncle. Uh, my uncle was, was alive. He passed away a year ago. He's a large reason I got sober. Uh, my father passed before the book came out and, uh, they always wanted me to write a book and, uh, God, just, just to be able to 
have my testimony and just to be so open, honest, and free about it and just get random DMs on Instagram and Facebook and our website and phone calls and texts. And it's just the greatest feeling in the world knowing that I'm a voice now and my voice has allowed people to be open about their struggles and what they're dealing with. And they have a shot at a brand new life that is beyond their wildest dreams. And because of that, everybody in their inner circle that has dealt with the destructive behavior um, has now has an opportunity to get this person back in their life. And incredible, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually shocked that you responded um, just because I've been going down a lot of different rabbit holes of trying to find different levels of success and what people are doing to achieve that success. And I'm just very interested in what other people are doing. And so when I like kind of stumbled upon you, um, I didn't think I was going to act, you were going to respond. I, ca- you know, I get that. Um, I but get it was that. just kind of, I get that a lot, man. But my, my <laughs> life is all about yeah. humility now and, you know, the art of humbleness and yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Chris Cuomo or extra or Jay Shetty on purpose or with you or somebody as an audience of 10 people, my, my job, my role, my mission is to get to one person. And if we could help one person on this mm-hmm. podcast today to uh, get the life they deserve, or they want to message me to at agent underscore DP on Instagram, uh, we'll, we'll send a free copy of our books to anybody struggling, aiming high. Um, done because you know it's uh like i said it's just a blessing and uh i've had other podcasts that was telling me the same thing i can't believe it replied i told you i'm nobody special i work for special people yeah yeah i think for me it was more of a shock just because you to me you were the first person that accomplished what i'm setting out to do so essentially kind of like paving the road you know, so if now all I have to do is just keep following you and just, you know, kind of like try to find yep. like the right decisions. Um, so please, on a personal level, continue doing what you're doing. It's it's amazing. It, it helped me get through a couple days, you know, just of shit times lately. So I appreciate what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, please just continue doing what you're doing it it's it's amazing man um and i know and you're thank, really and busy, thanks so. for having me we'll be in touch you know you keep doing what you're doing too yeah definitely. you're inspiring a lot more people than you yeah, know no, thank you yeah no i'm uh i'm trying but yeah nowhere near what you're doing but i'm, I'll, I'll get man, there. I'm much, I'll get I'm there much older so, uh, so i got a head starting i'm 52 <laughs> hopefully i'll blow past me when yeah, you're my yeah. age so just keep doing it yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, all right, man, I'll go ahead and get you out of here. Um, if uh, you can kind of tell everybody where they can so, find uh, you online, uh, social media. DarrenPrince.com is my website. www.princemarketinggroup.com is the agency. My Instagram at agent underscore DP. Uh, Facebook, Darren Prince. And then I also have my own foundation, Aiming High Foundation. Uh, my father wants to free where a hundred percent of the proceeds go to scholarship people suffering with substance abuse disorder to get them into treatment. Oh, that's amazing. That's really right. amazing, man. All right. Yeah. I will, uh, I'll put all that in the show notes down cool. below and hopefully we can uh, help somebody get through just that's one it, more day. So I appreciate your time, Darren. And, uh, we'll talk to you. Be in talk.
There we go, guys. Got another episode down, and uh, I wanted to thank Darren for coming on one more time. Uh, great guy. Can't wait to talk to him again. Um, I am going to make this ending short. No sponsors today. Uh, just me kind of recovering and needing some time to uh, heal a broken back. So I'm going to leave you with that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back soon. I love you. Please hit me up on Instagram. Um, I am Rob Childs. Hit me up there. Show me some love. And uh, I am out. See ya.